Welcome back to Rourke Knows Podcast. Hi, I'm Rod Rourke from Dallas, Texas, and this is the Ask Dr. R session. And every month I bring up questions that I get both on my Instagram, my social media, and YouTube. And today we'll talk about some of them on revision rhinoplasty. As you know, I do a significant number of revision rhinoplasty every week, and uh, I'm, I'm sorting through some of these questions and just give you some uh, heads up on some of about something about revision rhinoplasty. So tell me, this is a, a good question. What is a revision rhinoplasty? I had a nasal fracture as a child. Does that make, make it that I have a redo nose? Well, it depends. Most of the time, if you've had a nasal fracture, as a child and it wasn't that significant, it's probably not going to be called a revision rhinoplasty. Only if you've really crushed your nose and you had to have surgery, then that would be considered a rhinoplasty. So rhinoplasty is only when you actually go in and manipulate the tissue, the soft tissues and the bones, that's called a rhinoplasty. So anytime you've had a previous nose job and then you have to have another one, then that's called a revision rhinoplasty or revision nose job. And, and that's a completely different operation. A rhinoplasty is complicated. It's one of the com most complicated things we do in all of plastic surgery. Revision or redo is the most complicated. It's like putting a puzzle together without the pieces or a lot of the pieces. So good question. So completely different operation, completely different recovery. You know, re recovery for revision rhinoplasty, uh, to see the final result is about two years. For a primary, it's about 12 months to see the final result. The early recovery is similar in most, in most of the time, but in revision rhinoplasty, sometimes you need other parts. The parts may be missing, so you may need cartilage grafts from you know, your uh, rib or other places. So it's a much more challenging operation. So, and that kind of goes up to the next question is, why is that the hardest thing we do in plastic surgery? Well, as I had mentioned, it is the hardest, one of the hardest things we do because it has a lot of scar tissue. Like for instance, today I operated on, on a woman that had a previous rhinoplasty and she had intense scar tissue. It just balled up around her tissue and distorted them. And so I had to reshape it, restore it and put the pieces back together and some pieces were missing so i had to reshape it restore it and reshape, reshape the entire tip and dorsum and then close the dead space so it's really challenging and the most important thing is when you're done with a rhinoplasty it looks perfect in the operating room and then it heals and sometimes the forces of your genetics and how you heal you know vary from time to time and so that will alter your results. So nothing's perfect. You know, revision rhinoplasty, like I said, can be very challenging because not of how, not only how complicated it is to do, but also what the result can look like depending on how you heal. So it's very, very important that you see an expert, a true expert, if you're gonna have revision rhinoplasty. So that gets to the next question that I get very often is, how do I find the best revision rhinoplasty surgeon for my nose? Well, that's an excellent question because rhinoplasty by itself, like I said, is a hard operation. So find a board-certified plastic surgeon or an otolaryngologist or a facial plastic surgeon that really, really focuses on rhinoplasty. And you'll know by what they write about, what they speak about, and, and what they teach about. 
those are the most important. Not just saying I'm an expert on social media or on Instagram. That doesn't cut it. But do they teach others? Do they write about it? Do they have other papers that come visit them? You know, every day. I mean, I, I could have four or five visitors a day. I limit it to two. Uh, but those are the most important things. You know, it's giving back. It's showing other people how to do it. So once you find a group of those, and there's not that many actually in the United States, go visit them. Go do a Zoom call with them and interview them. You know, they may match your personality, may match your needs. I mean, I, I, I think when I do a Zoom call with somebody, I want to make sure that I understand what they want. That's why I was asking, what are your top three concerns? And if I can see what they see, then we may be a match. And also, they have to be healthy. They can't be smoking. And most importantly, they have to be likable. You know, if, if I don't like somebody, I'm not going to operate on them. And, and because it's never a perfect result. Never. I've done thousands. And it's going to be straighter, better. Will it be perfect? No. But it hopefully will be better. And that's what you want. And, and it takes time. It's not like an instant result. It's not like, you know, all, all of a sudden, bingo, you got it. It takes time. So they have to be able to understand that. If they don't understand that, I'm not going to operate on them. And here, here's another question that's really important, and I, I hear that all the time because patients bring me photos of what their nose looked like before they had any surgery, and they're now coming to see me, and they've had four rhinoplasties, and I go, ain't ever going to happen. You know, your nose will never be able to go back to exactly the way it was before surgery. Uh, I saw a patient this week that had three rhinoplasties, and she wanted her original nose back and a dorsal hump. And I said, that's just not going to happen. It just, you can't, it just, you know, I'm not God, but you can't do that. And, and no good rhinoplasty surgeon will tell you that. Remember, if they're trying to sell you something, it's probably a, not a good thing to have surgery by them because we're not salespeople. We're supposed to be educators and skilled surgeons, to be honest with you, about what we can and cannot do. So don't be sold into thinking that you're going to have a perfect result or you're going to have the surgery or your nose back to the way it was before. It just won't happen because that's just, you know, you, you, so many of the elements have been removed and you're not going to be able to re restore that. So just remember that. That's also a key of whether you're going to have that surgeon do your rhinoplasty. So, okay, I'm signed up for a rhinoplasty. So what about a redo rhinoplasty? How long does it take? And is it, do I always need a rib graft? Well, it just depends. You know, sometimes if it's your first revision rhinoplasty, you may have enough spare parts in your septum, that's that structure in the midline, that makes it so you don't need a rib graft. And sometimes uh, you do. It, and it just depends, again, on what you've had done before. And is your skin thick? Uh, have you had trauma? Or have you had multiple procedures? So if, and if you have missing parts, then you may need to have a rib graft. And that's a good thing. You can even take your own rib, or I prefer to use a donor rib because I can shape it and contour it and give it the exact age I want for that type of rib graft with minimal, with no donor site and really no discomfort. And I think that's really an advantage of doing a, a non uh, autologous rib. So now is the recovery for a redo rhinoplasty the same? It is similar to a primary rhinoplasty, the initial recovery, which is usually seven to 10 days. At seven days, we take out your, your, a lot of your splints, uh, your internal splints, no, and, and also your external splint, and then we put stereo strips back on. 
And then I usually see you three to four days later. If you have something called ailer base surgery, we take those stitches out at 10 days. And then you can fly home. And your recovery will you know, go rapidly from that. You can be back doing almost everything by four weeks. But it takes up to two years to see the final result for a redo versus a primary. It's half that time. It's about 12 to 15 months. So a redo rhinoplasty takes a lot longer for the recovery long term. But the initial recovery is similar. So that's good. So the other thing I get all the time is that saying, listen, my nose is very deviated. And my ailer rims are deviated. My one side looks different than the other. And I tell them, you know, It'll be straighter, it'll be better, but will it ever be perfect? No. Will the nostrils be totally perfect? No. But they'll be hopefully more improved and, and, and more normal than they were before? Yes. And the other question that comes up here is, can I breathe again normally? And of course, that's a big concern always to me. I try and restore nasal breathing on every patient or make sure you keep it because you have to restore the internal nasal valve, the external nasal valve, and keep the septum straight. So yes, that's a goal. Now, is it always accomplishable? Of course, in a high, high majority of patients, it is. It's very, very accomplishable to do that. You can do that, but if you heal different or you have abnormal scarring, then you may have a breathing problem. And then again, that's fixable, usually by uh, either non-surgical non or surgical means, but you have to wait six or 12 months. So the answer is, it can be better, it can be improved, it can be straighter, can it can be totally perfect, no. But it, it, most of the time, it is a significant change. And then this is a question I've actually answered already, but you know, how long does it take to see my final result? And of course, I see that, and I, you know, since I give everybody my, my cell phone, they text me at a week and say, hey, my nose is swollen. I say, yes, it's swollen, that's normal. And that's okay because it's going to get better in six weeks, six months. So don't look at the mirror every day, you know, and, and it goes up and down. You know, it goes up and down, up and down. It never just goes straight down. You know, that's at 12 or, well, at, at 24 months is when you usually see the final, final result. In most cases, sometimes you see it later. Sometimes it takes three, four years. I saw a male patient that was four years out, and finally his skin was thick. He did a revision on a pussy. He now looked awesome. I hadn't seen him in two years. So sometimes it takes a long time to look great. And this is, this is a very important question here. Should I have nasal filler removed before a nose job? And I, I see so many patients that have had nasal fillers, and they say, I have a big hump. And I go, well, you don't have much of a hump, but I can feel this bogginess. In general, if... Uh, you should try and have it removed, especially on the top of the nose, because that's harder to remove there. At the tip, it's not so challenging. But if it's on the top or the radix, you should have it removed, or I'll remove it for you a week or so before. And, and then I can see exactly what's going on with your nose. Uh, but is it compulsory? Not, not always, but I sure like to remove the filler if it's on the top of the nose and the radix, because then I can get a better idea of what the soft tissue will look like. So that's very important to do. And I, I do that not infrequently. And just be honest with your surgeon about whether you've had filler. Most of the time, I can tell. Uh, I, you know, and I, I, I recently posted a patient that had a filler that she showed me uh, what her preoperative notice looked like. And it was pretty dramatically different, especially if she's had a radix 
uh, or this uh, a filler to the top, make sure that uh, that's removed. And if you're going to get a nasal filler, and that's not a bad idea if you don't if you have a, just want to correct a slight bump on your nose. But remember, it lasts about a year. Make sure less is more. Make sure you see a board-certified plastic surgeon or a facial plastic surgeon that really understands and knows what it is because you can get in a lot of trouble, including blindness and skin loss if you if it's not correctly injected. So, And use an HA filler, hyaluronic acid filler. Very important. So, okay, this is a pretty common question again. And what are the most common risks and complications of revision rhinoplasty? Well, there are a few, you know, infection, bleeding, scarring, you know, those are the big things. Uh, it, and it takes a long time to see the scar form. You're initially, your, your, your nose will feel hard before it starts getting soft, and you can start massaging it, you can tape it, all those things. You can put little steroid injections in those areas. All, I do all that every day on my revision rhinoplasty patients. But the most common thing is, you know, unsatisfactory result. What, what, will I be happy? You know, and I wait 12, 15, 24 months really in a revision. And if you or I see something that I think is significant and I can fix quite easily, I'm going to do that. And most of the time it can be done closed, minor procedure, you know, 30, 40 minutes. And that's okay to do. Most of the time it's the revision. And the revision rate in the literature is 40, 60 percent. Mine's significantly lower than that. But I do this operation every day. But no one is, you know, perfect. And I've never seen a perfect rhinoplasty. And I'm not God. He hopefully helps me every day. But I'm not God. So, so but those are the most common things you see. And the risk is that long term, when do I see, when do I see the final result? So, and then, you know, what is my revision rate? And I, I've already touched on that. It's like 3% compared to, you know, I think the literature, which is significantly higher. But, you know, it, I look at it at, I look at a patient at, at a revision at 24 months, you know, sometimes a little sooner. And I say, is this something that I can fix and make it better by 50% without making it worse? Because... I also saw a patient this week who looks absolutely stunning, and she'd had her fourth rhinoplasty, and I did her fourth rhinoplasty uh, almost two years ago, and she has this small little asymmetry of her ailer rim, and I said, wow, you, she, my chances of making that area better are so small, but the risk of, of actually making it worse are significant. So in that case, don't do it. If a nose looks so good, the problem is sometimes people now, they forget what their nose looked like before, and I have to show them. They go, oh, wow, that's amazing. But there's, they'll pick at it, and they'll say, everything's great, but. But if it's such a small, small deficiency, I would say don't do it, because your chances of causing harm or making it look worse are much higher. So don't do that. Know before you go. And, you know, trust your revision rhinoplasty surgeon. So if he or she says, listen, the risk of it making it look worse is higher, don't do it. Listen to them. You know, you've trusted your nose to them. So, and I, I think that's important. Because if I tell a patient, wow, your nose looks so good, if I do anything more, you know, it's not going to be potentially something that's going to help you, you should listen to me. 
and listen to your revisional antibiotic surgeon. So they, you know, we're all we're in this game for you. This is this is for you. We, you know, my goal is to have you be your best you and to be happy. You know, so I, I'm happy to help you, and I want you to be happy, and I want you to have a great result. But I also want to make sure that you know that I also don't want you to potentially put yourself at risk. So, so <laughs> here's a great question I get. Am I, an, am I an ideal patient for a revision or rhinoplasty? Well, I think you're ideal if you, uh, if I see what you see and you have three top concerns and I see every one of those things and that you are healthy, a non-smoker, been more than two, you know, a year or two after your rhinoplasty, yes, I, I think that's an ideal patient. And most importantly, you know, you have to be realistic and you have to be likable. You know, I, I have to be able to like you, and that means realistic. If, if you're criticizing the last two surgeons, or, uh, you know, I'm not going to be so interested in helping you because, you know, you're never going to be happy. I want to operate on people that have realistic endpoints and realistic goals. But if you're not a happy patient, I'm not going to make you happy. Surgery never makes you happy. In fact, all it'll do is perpetuate your unhappiness. So, you know, the goal is to help you improve on the things that I can see and you can see that we can identify. Okay? Those are very important. So, so who's not a good candidate? Well, I think the corollary of all the things that I just said, okay, that is important. I think if you're not realistic or you want to have it surgery done, um, you know, within a few months after your last rhinoplasty, I, I not infrequently have a patient call me like or text me a, a month after their rhinoplasty saying, listen, I'm sorry, I had a rhinoplasty. I should have waited to have it done by you, but I now needed it redone. Well, you know, first of all, you just had it a month ago. You got to wait. I, I don't see a revision rhinoplasty patient for six or 12 months after surgery because you won't know what's going on. And of course, you're going to be swollen. You know, my patients are swollen after rhinoplasty, so you won't know for six or 12 months whether you're going to need a revision. You know, so I think, so be patient. Don't, and listen to your surgeon, and don't, if you're a non-smoker, realistic, I think those are all, makes you a potentially good candidate for revision rhinoplasty. And, you know, I think those are all things that are very important. And be realistic about what you can and cannot do. So I think that's a very good question. So I think the, the most important thing from this whole series on revision rhinoplasty is that find a, a real expert in revision rhinoplasty. Focus on the top three things that are realistically that you can fix. And be positive about that. And, and then trust your surgeon. When you selected him or her to do your surgery, trust them. Listen to them postoperatively. It's going to be a long road. But it's a very worthwhile road because your nose, your nose will be better, straighter. Will it be perfect? No. So hopefully this helped you. Give me your comments like you always do about uh, these questions. And I'm just trying to relate to you all the things I hear every day from my patients, in this case of revision rhinoplasty. So helping you become a better and more educated you. And we'll look forward to seeing you next time. Have a great week.